investors.com to learn more. Paid for by the Missouri Secretary of State's Investor Education and Protection Fund. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for tuning in to one of these nights on KCU 88.1 FM, KCU.FM in the blue box. Got the stream up and working again. Thank you to our engineer, Terrell. Also in podcast form, anywhere, anytime you might enjoy your podcast, specifically on Spotify and Apple Music. Quick word from KCOU. Missouri men's basketball coming off a huge win yesterday. Takes on Ole Miss on Tuesday night at 7.30. You can hear our coverage starting at 7.15 against the Ole Miss Rebels. Again, Tiger pregame line presented by El Rancho starts at 7.15. And then the game tips on 7.30 p.m. on the student voice of your Missouri Tigers. Garrett Jones back here with you. One of these nights got a big show for you. A lot going on in the sports universe on a Sunday evening and afternoon. And then some special trivia with the special person. My fiance Sarah, is in the studio. We'll go head-to-head for some Simpsons versus music history trivia. Should be a really interesting one. Speaking of interesting, the NBA All-Star Game, the Saturday night in Chicago, was interesting to say the least. Some controversy rife at the United Center. I'll go ahead and start with a recap. The, the skills contest was pretty marginal. I, I like the changes that have been made in the past couple seasons to try to adopt big men into the contest and really with the NBA big men and their role transforming over the years. It makes sense why the NBA has made the role changes that it has, and it honestly has made the skills competition very competitive. But honestly, that's not worth tuning in for me. I, I, I still think you kind of get the same cut and dry thing every single year. It is good to see big men win, We've seen Bam Adebayo and DeMarcus Cousins play really well in that. Adebayo won last night for the Heat. So I thought that in its of itself was pretty special. I much prefer the three-point contest to the skills competition. And then the dunk contest for me personally kind of takes the cake. And it seems like based off ratings and Twitter interaction and the like that the NBA's fan base kind of follows suit. However, it was still pretty entertaining all the way through. Just quickly recapping, as I mentioned, Adebayo won the skills competition for the Heat. Buddy Heald of Sacramento beat Devin Booker at the Horn to win the three-point contest. So anytime you can get those two involved, those are some really lightning rod players, especially Booker, who once scored 70 points in a game. Buddy Heald is really doing great things off the bench for Sacramento this year. He ended up beating Booker at the final shot. I like the changes that they made in the three-point contest with the do zone, meaning that certain shots with a partnership with Mountain Dew are equivalent to more points. Uh, they still do the golden ball. I like that a lot. But then, again, you're still kind of getting the same thing year after year with the skills competition and the three-point competition. That led to the piece de resistance, the slam dunk competition, and the NBA which I'm sure it will continue to do tonight. Paying tribute to Kobe Bryant made some tweaks to that. Dwight Howard, one of Kobe Bryant's former teammates in Los Angeles, now back and playing with the Lakers in 2019 to 2020. He was back in it. That was really special. He hadn't played in the dunk contest in a long time. He won it back in the late 20, 2000s, I should say. And he came out with a Mamba tribute in a Superman cape, kind of a dual tribute, not only to his late teammate, but also to his once successful slam dunk contest appearance. I enjoyed that a lot. 
But ultimately, in the final round, we had Derek Jones Jr. of Miami. Really, really good night for the Heat. We'll get into that in a moment. He was representing Miami in the dunk contest. And then Aaron Gordon, a frequent flyer, no pun intended, in the slam dunk of the Orlando Magic. He really put on quite a show. He had five straight dunks, scoring 50 points or more. And then it came down to he and Derek Jones Jr. in the final. And interesting, the panel for this, for the, uh, I should say all night long, the panel for the slam dunk contest, at least the judges, was an interesting cast. It was Candace Parker, Dwayne Wade, Chadwick Bozeman, and somebody else I'm forgetting. But those were the three main players in there. I think Charles Barkley or Shaquille O'Neal, one of those two, maybe even both. I'm sorry, I'm missing a hole in my research here right now. But it was some combination of those four. And they gave Derek Jones Jr. a 48 on his final dunk. And I would describe these slam dunks, but really it's a slam dunk competition. So, you know, this is the best of the best that's in the National Basketball Association, right? High flyers, crazy in and out moves, incredible dunks, great action all night long. So you kind of have a blanket statement covering that these were some of the most elite dunks that you'll possibly see, but they were pretty much on the same level. And this is where I think the NBA could do something very different in the all-star game. The judging is way too nuanced because you give each one of them, there's five judges. They each have a scale of one to 10. And these are the most elite of elite athletes. How is any of their dunks not going to be a 10 unless it misses, of course, because they have several attempts to try to put the ball in the bucket. Normally, if there's a candidate who can't do it successfully, they'll get a six or a seven. But when you have something like Derek Jones Jr. and Aaron Gordon, incredible dunkers, incredible displays of athleticism, how can you distinguish anything on a 50-point scale between those two? And we saw it rear its ugly head last night because Jones Jr. had an incredible dunk. The judges scored him at 48. They told reporter Ramona Shelburne of ESPN after the contest that they were intending to have a tie so that we would get more dunks. But apparently there was a miscommunication because Gordon's dunk was incredible. And he only got a 47 because three judges gave him a nine and two gave him a 10. So that was a disaster for the NBA. It was a really bad look. And Aaron Gordon honestly looked like he was the clear champion of that. Several people thought so. And Twitter went wild on the ESPN app. And, you know, the judges afterwards weren't exactly happy with the results. And Gordon himself was not pleased at all because this is the second time he competed in 2016. This was the second time for him that he feels like he's been robbed of a victory. And he's not going to come back and try the slam dunk contest ever again, according to Rachel Nichols. He's going to refocus and try to win the three-point contest. We'll see if he's with a different team at that point. He was one of those names that was kind of dangled at the deadline. Either way, a wild and crazy all-star Saturday night. Derek Jones Jr. is your slam dunk champion for Miami. He ended up beating Gordon 48-47 to in the final round. Good night for the Heat on Saturday night. And tonight is the NBA all-star game. you got Team LeBron versus Team Giannis. Luka Doncic. Uh, among other notables like Trey Young, Bam Adebayo, making their debuts. So many interesting starters on the NBA All-Star rosters. I do like the concept of the team drafting. LeBron takes Anthony Davis, pairs with his teammate. He's also got Luka Doncic on his team. I'll be very excited to watch the Mavericks Phenom play tonight, but I love the amount of diversity of skill that we see in the All-Star game. And that bears the question, something that I've always wanted, and it's not going to happen tonight because of several rule changes. Will an NBA All-Star team ever reach 200 points? Nobody's done it to date. 
I want to see it happen so bad. Nobody tunes in to watch the All-Star game to see them play defense. They see they tuned in to see high-flying action, intriguing storylines, interesting tandems, and teammates, but nobody tunes in to see defense. I want to see them get to 200 points. However, it's not going to happen this year because of a new format. And I don't quite have it down by memory, so I'll do my best to explain it. I'm going to Google here to try to help me walk you, my wonderful audience, through this. But essentially, teams, instead of playing a standard NBA four 12-minute quarters with a clock stopping at timeouts, dead balls, TV timeouts, and the like, they're trying a new format, which will, is at least it's intended to pay tribute to Kobe and Gianna Bryant, who tragically passed away back in late January. So I'm on the NBA's website. This is how they explain their new format. The big changes are that every quarter counts for charities. So the two teams will compete to win each quarter for community-based organizations. So that's great for Chicago, the host of the 2020 All-Star Game. They will certainly be able to give back to the community that way. However, after the, after the quarters, they will reset the scoreboard. And then the fourth quarter will be untimed and the two teams will play to a final target score. So each of the quarters will begin with a score of zero to zero. They'll last 12 minutes, pretty standard, except for the reset. Then the final target score will be determined by taking the leading team's total cumulative score through three quarters and adding 24 points as a nod to Kobe Bryant. Once that final target score is set, the teams will play an untimed fourth quarter and the first team to reach the final target score will win the all-star game. So it's interesting the way that they're trying to do this, they incorporated 24, obviously, for Kobe Bryant, who wore it for the final 10 seasons of his career. It's interesting to see them trying to maybe stimulate a new audience to tune in by changing it, maybe trying to make more of an impact for the community and trying to be more reverent to Kobe Bryant. I'll be interested to see the way that it's received tonight. NBA All-Star Game tips off tonight at 7 o'clock on TNT. That's about it for our first two segments of the show. Coming up, We'll take a deep dive into the career of the NHL's shooting star, John Scott, the MVP of the 2016 NHL All-Star Game. We'll be right back. This is one of these nights on KCOU. is coming to Mizzou. The New York Times best-selling author of Love Does and Everybody Always is sharing his legendary stories and insight at the Missouri Theater, hosted by Veritas Mizzou. The event takes place on Wednesday, February 19th at 6.30 p.m., doors at 6. You can text Bob Goff to 65201 to receive a free ticket to the event. Once again, that's Bob Goff to 65201. It's a night with Bob Goff, hosted by Veritas Mizzou. The True Falls Film Fest is proud to present the 2020 Musicians lineup and program. Performers this year strive to turn a bold face to the sonic future while fondly looking to music's past, including a deep roster of fest favorites and new standouts. Headliners include Dame Funk, Squad. Chris Cohen. I 
Find concert schedules or simply get a better sense of True False music, please visit truefalse.org or find us on Instagram and Facebook. True False Music 2020. Keep your third eye open. Are you looking for a breakdown of all the news and scores around the NFL and college football? What is it? What is it? Do you want to hear a deep analysis on the NBA and college basketball? Will I ever find love in this hopelessly romantic world? All those questions, besides that last one, will be answered on our new show, The Penalty Box, here on KCOU 88.1. Tune in on Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. where I, Peter Camp, and my co-host, Jack Knowlton, break down sports from around the country. We can't wait to see you there. Listen to Murphy's Law every Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock on KCOU 88.1 FM for your weekly NBA basketball fix. Listen to me, your host, Jacob Murphy, discuss the latest scores, rumors, and breaking stories going on in the league that never sleeps. Once again, Murphy's Law every Sunday at 4 o'clock on KCOU 88.1 FM. Travis Ishikawa. For everything baseball, designated for assignment, only at KCOU 88.1 FM. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Nights on KCOU 88.1 FM. I'm your host, Garrett Jones, talking a little sports history on a Sunday night. Live on KCOU 88.1 FM and wherever you get your podcasts. A quick word for Max Fix. Max Fix is a proud supporter of KCOU 88.1 FM. It's located right behind the U.S. Bank, the MU Student Center, and handles cracked screens and other electronic repairs. Thank you, Max Fix, for supporting KCOU Columbia 88.1 FM. Big show on hand today. Sunday's always just the best day for sports, really. A lot going on. The XFL, Daytona 500, selection Sunday, just five weeks away. Big win for Missouri College basketball over the weekend. They lost to Florida this afternoon on the women's side of things. We already talked about the NBA All-Star game. Something that we missed 
even though I covered the NHL All-Star Game after my assistant sports director and I, Chase Phillips, made the trip to the Enterprise Center a couple weeks ago when it graced the ice there in the gateway to the West, great experience for sure. Thank you very much to the St. Louis Blues and the NHL for having us out. One story I wanted to tell in regard to the NHL All-Star Game that was kind of saving in my back pocket for a Sunday like this where there's a lot going on, but I want to give a good cross-section of sports, is that of John Scott truly an NHL shooting star. And there's a recent angle to this that I'll get to in a minute. But in case you don't know who Scott is, he's truly one of the most interesting case studies of all-star fan voting in the league's history. I would say across all five major sports for sure. Well, Scott started his career pretty gracefully. He's from Michigan. He was undrafted in 2006, but he eventually wind up playing 10 seasons for seven different teams. In 2016, he found himself as an Arizona Coyote. He entered the game, uh, the All-Star game, I should say, with five career goals and one assist, all <laughs> taking place in the 2015 to 16 season. So I, I don't need the numbers to tell you that this guy had a reputation as an enforcer. And in case you don't know who that is, that's typically a player that of three defensive pairings of two players each, the coach would put that player on that third and final defensive pairing, and he would go out there when there was too hard of a hit on Arizona's captain Shane Doan or anybody they really want to protect it in those days, Oliver Ekman Larson, anybody like that that the Coyotes wanted to protect. John Scott would come out on the ice when those guys needed to wake up, whoever laid the wood at that point. So Scott is an Arizona Coyote at this point in 2016. And he's not having the best statistical season. As I mentioned, just one assist in the 2015 to 16 season when the fan vote started. Now, there's no particular reference point of who got this meme going. But quickly, John Scott to the All-Star game took off late in 2015. And man, did he dominate the fan vote. It exploded despite these low numbers and his enforcer reputation. Eventually, it got to the point where after the first couple vote checks in the NHL, they actually approached him, the NHL and the Coyotes did, about renouncing his selection. He came out and made a statement and said, listen, I don't deserve this vote for my teammates. Very noble from John Scott. However, that was until Scott won the dang thing. He won the fan vote with the most votes out of anybody in the league. He was named the Pacific Division captain by a landslide. As I mentioned, most of every player, and because of this, John Scott decided to actually play in the game. Now, after that point, the NHL again approached him and told him not to play in the game. He penned an article in the Players' Tribune, which, in case you don't know, is a avenue for players to express themselves freely, writing articles themselves, and said that he felt a little bullied. I'm paraphrasing, of course, from the NHL to try not to play in this game. That just motivated him to play even more. Now, a few weeks later, he was then traded to the Montreal Canadiens, and Arizona claims that this was not in an effort to get rid of him or stop his captaincy in the NHL All-Star game. Now, several fans worried that this would affect his ability to play in the NHL All-Star game because Montreal was not in the Pacific Division, which he was elected the captain of. Now, he slid up and down to Montreal 
and he had multiple American Hockey League assignments to the minor league affiliate St. John's, the Ice Caps, what a great mascot. Eventually, the NHL found a workaround, and they did confirm him after a major outcry from fans as the Pacific team captain in January. So Scott is locked in. He is a starter for the Pacific team. And the funny thing was, on Saturday night, while every other player was wearing their team's uniforms, Scott, who was in the AHL at the time, wore just kind of a generic NHL All-Star Game free agent jersey. It was pretty It was pretty something. It was gray and black and off-tone. But Scott didn't let that bother him. He scored two goals in the All-Star Game. He was not voted MVP because he wasn't on the fan voting ballot once again. The NHL just did not want this man to have his shining moment. But eventually, several other teams supported him from his account. Several fans in the stadium started chanting for Scott to win MVP. Outcries on Twitter and the internet poured in once again. And John Scott was named the MVP of the 2016 All-Star Game. Now, in turn, not only is this just a great story of itself, but it really exposed the cracks in fan voting. And ever since this, we've seen several leagues make sweeping changes to their fan voting systems for the All-Star Game. He really put heat on the NHL administration and Gary Bettman, and the NHL, in response, amended several All-Star Game rules after John Scott found himself in his moment of glory. After that, his helmet was sent to the Hockey Hall of Fame. He retired shortly after in December of 2016 after he was not picked up in free agency to spend time with his four kids. And he penned a book called, excuse me, an article, I should say, again in the Players' Tribune, announcing his retirement, called Five Goals, His Career Total, Four Kids, and One Heck of a Ride. Pretty special for John Scott. And there's a movie in the works, according to Sportsnet, that was recently announced. I, for one, cannot wait to see the John Scott movie. Even if it's a documentary, you know I'm tuning in. Truly a shining star and a very interesting footnote with the All-Star Weekend in the NBA going on right now. That comes up at 7 o'clock. we got something coming up sooner on one of these nights. My fiance Sarah, is in studio. We're going head-to-head for a trivia challenge on the second time in the show's history. You'll definitely want to stick around for it. It's classic rock knowledge versus Simpsons knowledge head-to-head on one of these nights on the other side of a break. Breakdown of all the news and scores around the NFL and college football. What is What is that? Do you want to hear a deep analysis on the NBA and college basketball? Will I ever find love in this hopelessly romantic world? All those questions, besides that last one, will be answered on our new show, The Penalty Box, here on KCOU 88.1. Tune in on Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. where I, Peter Camp, and my co-host, Jack Knowlton, break down sports from around the country. We can't wait to see you there. In a world where two broke, starving college students have one mission, to break down the entire world of sports in just one hour. Hey, I'm Teddy Mallorca. And I'm Burke Bryan. Come listen to us Mondays from 8 to 9 a.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM to hear Milking the Clock. Bob Goff is coming to Mizzou. The New York Times bestselling author of Love Does and Everybody Always is sharing his legendary stories and insight at the Missouri Theater, hosted 
by Veritas Mizzou. The event takes place on Wednesday, February 19th at 6.30 p.m., doors at 6. You can text Bob Goff to 65201 to receive a free ticket to the event. Once again, that's Bob Goff to 65201. It's a night with Bob Goff, hosted by Veritas Mizzou. Okay, company picnics Tuesday. Lou, you order those shirts? Nah, I'm just gonna have my wife make some. Sit down, shut your mouth. Y'all gonna look like a bunch of suckers. Hey, who's this guy? They call me T Shirt. Shirt. Unless you get your threads from Digit Graphics. Whether it's for your work, your team, or your charity, Digit Graphics will have you looking good. Would we look as cool as you? Not a chance in hell, but you will dig it. Check out digitgraphics.com. Don't just wear it, dig it. Shirts! Welcome back. KCU 88.1 FM, one of these nights streaming wherever you find it on KCU.FM in the Blue Box and wherever you enjoy your podcast as soon as the episode wraps up. Word from KCOU for over 50 years, KCU 88.1 FM has provided Columbia with music, sports, and news coverage you can only find right here on 88.1 FM. The only way we can continue to deliver this content is with your support. Please consider donating to KCU 88.1 FM by going online to KCU.FM. Once you are there, click on the Donate tab. You can either donate to the KCU General Stations Gift Fund or to the LC Chandler Scholarship Fund, which goes towards giving an out-of-state broadcast student a scholarship and support our general sports staff. As the sports director, I strongly encourage you to do so if you can find it in your heart. And students of KCU 88.1 FM, thank you for your support. Very special guest and a friend of the pod, if you will, Sarah Hicks joining us in the studio. Last time she was on the program, she was my girlfriend. Now she's my fiance. Sarah, thank you for coming and joining us in the studio. Heck yeah. Thanks for coming back to my show. It's an honor. Now, last time, (laughs) wow, that threw me off. I'm sorry. Now, last time you were on the show, we did trivia. Yes. I can't remember what we did. Last time we I quizzed did. you on general sports trivia, right? Yes, and, then, and I quizzed you on anatomy and physiology. All right. Well, we're doing this again. Yes. But we've changed the themes. We have. And we've also changed who is who is asking who the questions. Right. So. If that makes sense. We're each going back and <laughs> forth. We prepared 10 questions each, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you want to tell the audience what you're quizzing me on? I do. Um, I am quizzing Garrett on rock and roll trivia. All right. Yes. Facts and trivia, because who doesn't love a good fun fact? Very fun. And I've got something similar. Sarah's become quite the Simpsons (laughs) fan over the past couple months since the iteration of Disney Plus, which The the Simpsons Simpsons. is available to stream on. Mm -hmm. I've got 10 Simpsons questions and facts, I guess you could say, are available for me. We're going no clock. We're going no multiple choice. However, we are willing to give each other hints, correct? Yes, correct. Mercy. Okay, cool. Just to put how much of a Simpsons fan I am into perspective, um, I started watching it in the middle of December, and I'm continuing now. There are 30 seasons, and I'm on season 24. So there we are. <laughs> Very impressive. I'm ready. All right, so we're not doing a clock. Uh, keep track of how many I get right, and I'll okay. keep track of how many I'll you get right. I'll put a little X on all the ones you get wrong. Okay, I will too. Uh, so, and at the end, we'll stack them up head to head and see who won. Ready to okay. go? Ready. Cool. Uh, ladies first. Okay. Who was the first woman 
ever to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Fame, excuse me, twice. Is it Ann Wilson of Heart? No. Darn. Oh, is it Stevie Nicks? It is. Okay, darn. <laughs> I don't know why she was the first person to come to my mind. It should have been Stevie Nicks. All right, so yeah, you can yes, you it was say Stevie I got Nicks. that one wrong. Yeah, you definitely got that one wrong. <laughs> darn. I, I love the Wilson sisters. I'm very impressed. Yeah. Um, your question. Back to Simpsons okay. trivia. What were Bart Simpson's first words? Oh. Um, I caramba. Wow. Is that right? That is right. Yay. You had a bevy of choices there because he's got <laughs> several catchphrases that yeah. he uses nearly every episode. But I caramba were his first words. Yes. All right, you're, o for, you're one for one. I'm 0 for one. All right. This one kind of goes, I well, I thought you were going to get the first one right. So the second question goes with the first. Um, who inducted Stevie Nicks into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame the second time? Do you want answer wisely, and I can give you a hint. If can you I want. get a hint? Yes, it's someone that I love very deeply. <laughs> also, choose wisely. I don't want to. I, I don't know, but I don't want to take up dead air by trying to guess. Um, it's a man. Is it Harry Styles? It is. Wow, okay. Yes. I'll give you that one. I didn't know that he was eligible to do that kind of thing. Yeah. It was It was a great time. Okay. Very nice. Yes. All right. There's a whole episode. Your question number two in Simpsons okay. Trivia. There's a whole episode that kind of focuses on Homer's inability to answer this one question. What color are Marge's eyes? Oh. Oh. He makes a song to yeah. help figure it out. I, was, I just watched that one. It's not a conventional color. No, it's not. Here's your hint. That was my that was my hint. Mm -hmm. Okay, before I answer, I'm gonna say out loud what I'm thinking. <laughs> they're either perfect for radio. They're like either purple or hazel. Which one's your official guess? Oh shoot. Um, are they purple? No, they're hazel. They're hazel. Oh no, see, you. That's why I asked for your official guess. Ah, uh, that was my official guess. But you said purple first. I did say purple. All right. So but I, in my heart, I knew they were hazel. We're tied up, both okay. one out of two. That's fair. Go ahead. Okay. Question three. Uh, what is the longest performing rock band in history? Is it the Rolling Stones? It is. Yeah, Good they, job. They still tour. Yeah, they do. Yes, that is correct. They went to at t Stadium in Dallas, I think, three years ago. Really? Yeah. That was one of the biggest concerts in the history of the state we of Texas. We should go if they come back because that would be know. really cool. Good to know. All right, question three for you in Simpsons Trivia. What war did Abe Simpson serve in? You haven't seen the episode yet, but I remember no, specifically I haven't. talking about this. You did. <laughs> Gotta think about the timeline. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm thinking since Mr. Burns was Mr. Burns was in this same war and he's like a thousand years old. So I'm gonna say World War One. It's World War Two. Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> Fine, yes. Wow. Right, so you're one for three. I'm really not doing great right now. You've got you've got a couple slam dunks coming up. Mm -hmm. Slam dunks. This isn't sports trivia. No. <laughs> okay. What Led Zeppelin... Wait. <laughs> Sorry. When Led Zeppelin was originally formed in 1968, what was their original name? The Yardbirds. How did you know that? A documentary. <laughs> okay. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, that's where Jimmy Page... And I want to say John Bonham both came from the Yardbirds. I'm not quite sure. Yes, that, um, I know Jimmy Page, he did. Yeah. For sure, I don't know. Yep, the Yardbirds. Wow, good job. Man, I was really confident on like 
you not knowing that. <laughs> All right, so I've tripped you up. So I'm three for four, right? Or three, uh, two for three? One, two, three, three, three out of four. Three out of four. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you are one out of three. You got a chance to draw back in it here. Question number four in Simpsons trivia. What is the name of the bar that Homer frequents in the Simpsons movie while his family is in Alaska? Moe's. Is that your final guess? Wait. In Alaska. In Alaska? Yeah. They go to Alaska in the movie? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Oh, Can no. Can I have a hint? Yes, it's related. It's a play on what bar he goes to in Springfield. It's a play. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> oh, dang. Dead air. Oh, Dead no. Air. Do you have a guess? Is it Moses? No, close. It's Eskimos. <laughs> Eskimos, but that's not even a term people use anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. It was used in the movie. I am flopping hard. You got one out of four. What's mm. my question five? All right. Who is the real life band that portrays the fictional Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band in the movie of the same name? I really hope you don't get this. Wait, hang on. Can you explain that question? Yes. Who plays the fictional Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band in the movie? It's not the Beatles, even though they came out with the record. No. It's led by Peter Frampton. No. It's No, it's led by... um, Oh, man. Please don't get it. It's led by Eric Clapton, right? No, it's not. Yeah, I'm going to have to punt. I'll say... I'll just say Peter Frampton. Well, Peter Frampton was definitely in the movie. Yeah, he but plays. I don't know the name of the band. It's the Bee Gees. The Bee Gees. He's not in the band, though. Wow, I did. I knew that, but I didn't I know, know that. I'm That's so too sorry. Bad. Okay, Peter so. Frampton, my mom's first crush. There you go. Shout out to you, Michelle. All right, so <laughs> I am three out of five. You are one out of four. You got a chance to draw <sighs> back into it here. Okay. This should be a f- relatively easy one. Who founded the city of Springfield? He has a statue in front of the city. Oh, my gosh. Here. What is his name? Do you need a hint? It's not Mr. Burns, is it? So you know his last name. It's Burns? No. Ma- oh. Oh. Sp- Springfield? Is his, his last, last name, name is Springfield. Give he- me a hint. His book, it, it, his first name is similar to an Old Testament book in the Bible. Oh. One of the small ones, like a minor prophet. Oh. Now you got me on Bible trivia, too. <laughs> um... Hmm. Daniel Springfield? Nope. I don't know. I've never heard that. Jebediah Springfield. Jeb. In what world is Jebediah? Close to Obadiah. Is that even a minor prophet? It is. Oh. It's in the Old Testament. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to freeze you on both. I am flopping. It's fine. All right, we'll keep going. What's my number six? I gave you easy ones. These are difficult. <laughs> okay, how many? <laughs> I honestly did not mean to make these that difficult. In hindsight, mine are like super easy. And <laughs> I feel dumb. Okay, how many octaves was Freddie Mercury's vocal range? Was it four? No, it was three. I said four too, but I was wrong. That would be crazy cool. So you are, let's see. You've gotten three wrong. Three out of six wrong. Okay, so I'm three out of six. Mm -hmm. You're one out of five. All right, 
There are several pendants up on the walls of Moe's bar depicting this team's imagery. What is the mascot of Springfield's baseball team? That would be the Springfield Isotopes. Great. Go Topes. Great job. And <laughs> it was adopted. Get this. You might not know this. Is this a real There's team? There's a team in Albuquerque that's a AAA baseball team. They adopted the name. They're You're the kidding. The Isotopes. I'm not kidding. It's the AAA affiliate of the Colorado Rockies. Go Topes. Yep. So, okay, good. You're back in the game. We're, we're back within one. Yeah, I finally got two right. <laughs> All right. What's, your, what's my question seven? Okay. What was the epic nine-part song featured on the album Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd? Is it? I swear. I almost jumped right. and said Another Brick in the Wall. No, that's, that's what but I that's, thought. That's too. a two-part song. Mm-hmm. You can do it. Shoot. Uh, it's not Comfortably Numb. Mm-mm. It's not Wish You Were Here. Is it? I swear, if you get this right... <laughs> It's. I'm gonna have to guess. Hey, you. But I know that's not it. No, it's shine on you, crazy diamond. Shine on you, crazy diamond. Mm. Which I have actually never heard. Yeah, me neither. Oh, uh, neglecting it. I. I definitely heard of like that. It. So that's a. That's an ode to a former band member whose name first name was Sid, who left the group and eventually kind of had his life fall off the rails. Hmm. So shine on you, crazy diamond. S Y D was kind of ode to him. I. I just can't think of the the melody of the song right now. I love that. So yeah, there's some tribute behind that. I should have I should have put that together, but I didn't. Which is a good thing because we're back and close. So right. I've got I've got three to seven. You've got a chance to tie. Who is the name of Bart's comic book hero? Oh, every man. Nope. Ev- everywhere man. Nope. Radioactive man. What? No. Doing Google it. Wait. W- yes, I do. It's radioactive man. Wait, his comic book character? No, he was, because it was turned into a movie. Was it really? Yeah. Okay. But there might be two different episodes where he becomes a comic book character. Yeah. Bart auditions to play Fall Out Boy when Springfield is chosen at the, the season seven, episode two. All right, we'll, we'll punt on that one. Okay. So I'll say that that one doesn't count. Okay. Cause That's I, fair. Because technically we were both right. Yes. Okay. So I'll give you, instead of a question, instead of, I'll take away one of my bonus questions. That'll be your question 10. Okay. So that one doesn't count. I'll ask you another one here as your question seven. Yes. What video game does Bart get caught stealing? We've watched, oh, this, we've yes. watched this episode together. Yes. Um, oh. I remember what the one that he actually gets is called, but not the... It's like wizard... Champion five or something, but he like gets the golf. Not quite. What is it? It's Bone Storm. <laughs> Bone Storm. Yeah. What a dumb name. Yeah. Okay. So you're still two out of seven. Ah. We got to kind of pick up the pace. Here okay. We got to be off the air in five minutes. Okay. Let's do it. We're on question eight. This is classic rock versus Simpsons head-to-head trivia. Yes. Uh, what is Mick Fleetwood, the drummer Fleetwood Mac, uh, famous for aside from music? Is he owns he owns a restaurant, right? He does. Can you name that restaurant? Uh. Uh, Fleetwood's on Front Street. Yes. We'll be going there on, on our honeymoon. honeymoon. Very excited. To Hawaii. Very thankful. Very blessed. Yes. Okay, so Thank I've, you, got, John. I've got four, right? Uh, yes. Okay, great. Number eight, since we're trying to pick up the pace here, mm-hmm. this should be a layup for you. What is the name of Comic Book Guy's store? Uh, comic Book Guy? Yeah. Comic Store? Comic Book Store? Yeah, what's the name of the store? Comic Books. <laughs> You don't know? He doesn't. It doesn't have a name. It shows it all the time in the front of the store. Almost oh. every time they show it. 
I can't believe you haven't picked up on I it. I know. I really. What is it? Do you want a hint? Yes. It's related to a type of phone. What? Android Dungeons comic book store and baseball. Oh, cards. okay. Yes. I, I am. Th- I made these way too hard. You did. I these apologize. are very I thought, hard. I thought these were kind of a way. I think this was. Just I was like, like the doing trivia. cute rock and roll trivia, yeah, and you're like, "What's the subliminal message behind no, isotopes?" I, I, yeah, I just. <laughs> I, I think this was trivia that I knew. Yes, that's fair. Okay. That's fair. All right. What is go go? Okay, what's my, what's, what's okay. my question nine? Name the band whose songs were covered in the musical Mamma Mia. Oh, Abba. Yes. Dang. See, I was giving you too much room. Yeah, you were. Question nine for you. This, this, you might get this one. Oh my I'm not gosh. quite sure anymore. What is Homer's alias in the Simpsons movie when he tries to get back in the dome? I don't even. Here's the hint. I don't even know this. Here's the hint. It's a chain of hotels. <laughs> the Red Roof Inn. <laughs> no, that's the Red Ration in the Simpsons movie. Oh it's no. A very clever wordplay. He he portrays himself as General Marriott Suites. <laughs> Did she really? Yeah, he does. That's funny. I thought you might have caught that. Well, now we're just having fun. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm already lost. Okay. My, what's my question 10? Okay. Uh, which song was featured in the SNL sketch titled More Cowbell? Yeah, I, you got me there. Oh. I don't even have a guess. Your dad would be so disappointed. I know. What is it? Don't Fear, don't fear the don't Reaper. Don't Fear the Reaper. Dang. Mm-hmm. Wow. I almost asked you to play it, and then I was like, wait, no. I'll play it when we okay. outro. Let's go to question 10. Okay. For you, final question, and then I'll, I'll read the bonus. Yes. So you can have fun with it. Uh, <laughs> who is president when Russ Cargill asks leads the EPA's initiative to seal off Springfield in the Simpsons movie? Oh, oh, um, Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Indeed. Yeah. You got it. And yeah, because we we said that could have yeah. easily been Donald Trump. Right. Right. And your final question. What is the name of the dome <laughs> supply store that Homer hears oh. a commercial for on TV in the Simpsons movie? Dome Depot. <laughs> dome Depot. <laughs> he, Garrett probably said that 30 times yesterday. Also, just got a text from your dad that said, he is not my son. <laughs> okay, oh, you're... so sad. You're <laughs> okay, last, what were my final ones? Your last one. Uh, I only did one because I can't count. Um, so which famous group was my childhood cat named after? Uh, Simon Garfunkel. Heck yeah. yeah. Simon Garfunkel Hicks. Yep. Hope he's doing okay. Yeah. Did you have another one? No, that was okay. it because I can't count. So I took <laughs> the crown for head-to-head trivia. Next time we'll try to standardize them a little more and make it a yes. little more of a level playing field. But good experiment. Good experiment nonetheless. Good experience. Glad to have you on. Yes, Hopefully too. this won't be the last time ever. I hope not. I will be back in March. Well, that's going to wrap up the show today. This is one of these nights on KCU 88.1 FM. Thank you to your audience whenever and wherever you might be listening. Wish you great success on your start to your week. Thank you for tuning in. I say thank you and God bless. We should be on the air next week. If not, we'll come on the week after that. It's going to be kind of touch and go here. Got a busy few next couple weekends or so. Um, But we will keep you updated on one of these nights. KCU 88.1 FM, KCU.FM in the blue box.